So welcome to a new episode of The Raw Take by Growth Lab, a leader in the finance as a service ecosystem. And here on The Raw Take, we share how we help our customers address their current challenges, their risks, and opportunities to drive value. And this is hosted by me, Dan Gertrudes. And me, Stephen Byler. Our goal each week on The Raw Take is to leverage our experience, our journey, to help you scale your business. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the, a new episode. New episode, last of the year. Yeah, the last of the year. Today is December 29th. It is a Wednesday. Looking forward to this weekend. I'm going to be skiing, I hope. Skiing I heard there's some uh, good snow up there, so I'm ready to go skiing. It's like a New Year celebrations, hopefully. Hopefully, you know, normally we'd probably have be surrounded by more people, but I am looking forward to seeing a few folks and being outside. It would be nice. Yeah. It's been uh as we all know, it's been a long year. I think every December we say it's been a long year. <laughs> it's one of those things. And so today's theme is uh, looking forward 2022, right? Last week we talked a little bit about 2021 and sort of our key sort of three takeaways, yeah. uh, highlights. But it has been a long year. Uh, obviously, the last two years, a lot has happened this year. You know, if you if you go back 12 months, everybody loves to make predictions about the upcoming year as if January 1st, it's like the light switches and what happened in the past is in the past. <laughs> right. But as we all know, there's there's sort of correlation that happens. You know, it, things aren't just going to change from one day to the next. Oh, yeah, no, it's um, just that's tomorrow. Right. It's, every day is tomorrow. But it is like a milestone that we all we often do a reset. Right. Yeah. And it's good to do a reset. And, you know, and when we do planning with customers, when you're building out an annual operating plan, it's not as if January 1 is truly a reset. It is a reset on a few things. Employee, employee compensation, right? That's a big reset. Uh, bonus structures, that's a mm -hmm. reset. Um, and But it's not as if, you know, come January, sales are going to increase by 50% or drop by 50%, right? There's some activity that's happening in December that's going to trickle into January. We all do like to do some sort of reflection of the year and going forward into the new year, uh, some personal goals, professional goals, but those don't happen in isolation, right? A lot of things happen in businesses because of customers, uh, our people, business operations. And of course, yeah, we're still impacted by the broader, you know, broader economic activity. Yeah. And obviously it's hard to predict black swans. Um, I read an article uh, this weekend. If you had, if you go back to the end of 2019, and I believe um, I don't know if it was a World Bank or Economic Organization, one of those big uh, multinationals, the notion of a pandemic, inflation, right? None of that was on the top. Radar. top. 10, never mind like top two, top three, was not on the radar. You know, economics is all about predicting human behavior uh, and how outside influences, in, you know, drive that or, or change that, uh, affect that behavior. It's uh, it's looking forward to 2022. We've, we've said this all the time, all year. Like you need to think about what you expect of the economy. You need to uh, think about how that's going to impact your business. And what it's what it means for your planning for twenty for the next year for twenty twenty two, but I think you know what we want to talk about today is what what do we expect right now for the twenty twenty two? It's always it's a move like you can't predict, right? We don't have a crystal ball, but you know we do have insight into 
um, our own businesses and how we feel that the economy overall is going to uh, impact us. Yeah, and so when when we think about 2022 versus prior year, what are some of the themes we're, we're thinking about? And so we think about these themes through those four items, right? Customers, people, people business ops, and the overall economic backdrop. If I had to come up with a theme for 2022, having experienced what we've experienced, right? A lot of uncertainty, volatility. Uh, it's all, I feel like 2022, the theme is uh, a reversion to the mean. And I know like back in, back in, I don't know, maybe it was the summer, August, September, a few of us were talking about inflation, hyperinflation. And I know you and I sort of made light of the word transitory, right? Uh, policymakers were saying, no, inflation yeah. was transitory. Well, everything is transitory, right? If, if you're, if you're, I, I, cause I, I'm truly like from the school of thought that re everything reverts back to a mean. I'm a finance guy. Finance is all about reverting back to a mean, uh, understanding the risks, the volatility. Um, and, but the word transitory at the time, six months ago, felt really scary because transitory is sort of like laissez-faire, like, oh, it's just going to go away. Well, the shit just doesn't go away. And I love this article. It, was a, it wasn't even an article. And if, if any of you have a chance to take a look at it, it was definitely in the Wall Street Journal. And it was an illustration of it, sort of an analogy of supply chain. You know, what, what has happened in the, in the supply chain? And... WSJ had an illustration of a highway with little cars flying by at 60, 80 miles an hour, right? That was pre-pandemic, pre-economic shutdown. And if you think about it, like on the day that governments started to shut down and force employers to close their doors, it's like putting barricades on a highway. Some of the cars like smack into each other, get crushed, and all the ones sort of behind it get backed up. And before you know it, you've got miles and miles of backup. That's what happened in April of 2020. By the way, the supply chain just didn't happen overnight. It's It's been in the works for decades, hundreds of years. And in the highway, if you will, was built for the throughput of 2019 pre-pandemic it's both it's both the throughput and the uh, kind of the the, the flow the right? velocity the, the velocity and and the direction right velocity is both amplitude and like direction right so like you know it's it's not just a highway going one direction like the it's a it's a web that goes you know back and forth you know cars aka uh you know shipping containers go from china to the us us to latin america latin america back they 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 have to these boxes have to move back and forth right i, I agree Full of stuff but what i loved about this illustration it was it was just super simple it, it was just one direction right it, they were like they were trying to describe like the three or four or five stages and obviously it's not stages because it's sort of this it's a continuity right and what happened over those 18 months and then, you know, to where we are today. Yeah. How can you have, and a, it's a still ship. a little clogged, right? Yeah. But it also, it also allowed like manufacturers and other 
businesses to reinvent themselves and write, or even worse yet, maybe like, re, you know, right size, like think about restaurants, like, sorry, we're only open four days a week now and we don't do lunches, it's just dinners, right? They had yeah. to like right size the business. So to me, that was like, that was a little bit of a, a aha moment. We knew about it. We know it. We know we were smart enough to understand it, but it was an aha moment because the consequences of that highway overnight just being shut down was that there were supply chain constraints. Product didn't get to the shelf and ultimately prices will go up and to boot. And here's the thing, because nine out of 10 of us were sitting at home looking at the four walls and saying, I need new furniture. I need a new computer. And you know something? I really don't need a new car. I actually need a new gaming console. And that's where all the chips are going, right? So there was this redistribution of where things were headed because at the moment, it didn't happen over a decade, folks. At that moment, the consumer behavior changed and nothing was able to keep up with it. That was really impactful. Mm -hmm. And that, why am I spending a little bit of time on that? Because that illustration drives at the point that 2022 is a reversion to the mean. I think a big part of that is going to be that we are, you know, I think all of us would be on the same page that we cannot expect the same government stimulus that happened over the course of 2020 and 2021. Let's face it, that, that didn't just happen in 2020. It's continued in 2021. It's been less cash, more uh, loans, more of other ERTC. But it's still free but it's money. Still there, and and unemployment is still still there. That's going to happen less. I mean, let's let's face it. A big piece of why uh, consumer spending in the U.S. went up went up is because of all that extra free cash. You know, and and the the change in consumer behavior from going spending money on experience services, sure, yeah. restaurants, and all that, and spending money on Xboxes, Oculuses, laptops, furniture, construction in the home, right? You think about it, right? All that shifted overnight. Now, the only thing that I would say that would hold back this reversion to a mean, because it's not going to happen in three days, right? January 1st, it's not just going to go back. Like, trust me, January, you're probably still going to see inflation go up. Trust me, in January, you're still going to see uh, uh, people not rejoining the workforce. But over the next three to six months, you were going to see signs of that. And now what does that mean to your business? What does that really mean to your business? Because you are here today because you have survived. And you have survived by paying people more, by paying more for goods, and hopefully by increasing your prices. And in some cases, right-sizing your business operations. Yeah, now, all of those, all the things hit on customers, people, operations, and obviously the overall economy. And, you know, we're, you know, we're going into 2022. We have not really raised uh, in, over the course of COVID. We have not raised wages. We, no. we did give raises, but we gave them in, in due course of our business operations. Um, and our goal was to keep people here, to keep people at the table, not to just throw them out there onto the uh, unemployment lines. And proudly, you know, we have kept everybody at the table that wanted to be at the table and we've added to the ranks. And given them the tools to do their job so they don't need to be in the office and still collect their pay. And so with that, because we all love to predict, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and predict like stock market, 
I'm not going to predict like when the Fed's going to increase rates. I do enjoy less about predicting like exact metrics, but qualitatively where we're headed. And so, Steve, let's start with number one. So with this underlying theme of reversion to the mean, we're going to talk a little bit about customers. Now, there is going to be some reversion to the mean, but there are things that are really ha that have changed. Like there has been a paradigm shift that I actually think is here to stay. And that's how business development happens. And for sure. About that. Like, I don't feel like that's going to go back to the old days. Yeah, no, you've heard us. And by talk the way, about, if it does, I'm not going back. Now, you've, you've heard us talk about how our, our kind of transformation into dig, digital marketing and how that has changed, how we address not just business development, but now, you know, term it rev, revenue operations or rev ops, pound the table about digital marketing. Now, rev ops needs to be like a core competency, not just of, you know, your next e-commerce business, but of every service-based business out there. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that on the customer front, two things. Digital marketing is here to stay and digital marketing and RevOps is going to go deeper into B2B type customers. Buying business services. Forget about consumers. Consumers have been doing this since the days of Amazon in the 1990s. But actually buying services from people you really don't know, people that you haven't you know, shaken hands with or grabbed lunch with or a coffee, right? I do believe like one thing is for sure, it has accelerated B2B uh, purchasing behaviors for sure indefinitely. And that's a good thing. Getting our getting time back is precious. Yeah, no, it's, it's reset the baseline of like what to expect from a service provider. Before it was expected, like if it's a big enough contract, you're coming to visit me. Yeah, you're coming right? to visit me. <laughs> uh, but let's face it, like that's been that's all been reset, and for the better because then you can take those resources and put them into things that are going to be valuable for your business and things that are going Value to be valuable for, for the customers. Right, exactly. The second thing around customers is a a deeper, more fundamental appreciation for outsourcing non-core functions. And yes, I'm biased because that is 99% of what we do for our customers for our market. But I think that because of some of the impacts that we have experienced because of the pandemic, because forget about the pandemic, because of governments shutting down the economy, because that is actually what happened. There is a deeper appreciation for outsourcing non-core functions. And that is going to have a super ripple effect across many industries, starting with the accounting industry. Accounting, marketing, legal services—they're—they're they're all going to just be more focused. Customers are more focused on doing what they can do, and usually with founders, that's going to be like they—they they do sales or they do their product. They're technical, right? That's usually why you start a business: is I've got a better product, or I can sell it better. And it's not usually I have a—I'm—I'm I'm better at law, I'm better at accounting, I'm better at marketing. Those are usually the things that people need to outsource and they're coming to more of a realization it's worth finding the, the right people to bring to the table to be an a, a extension of my team yeah and i think there's going to be another reversion to the mean on the customer side growing by 40 50 percent a year is not sustainable we're going to see customers not pulling back but not rushing right 
I think the growth you've kind of seen is there. I don't think you're going to see companies like Apple going from a trillion to three trillion in the next 12 months, right? That was impacted by the changes in the dynamics of consumer behavior and supply chain constraints. And as those things start to open up, I think you're going to see a little bit of a slowdown in revenue acquisition this year. Sounds about right. Secondly, people. Let's talk about people. People, your, your biggest asset. Your biggest asset. And I'm going to go on a limb and say, all good things come to an end. We are where we are in the labor market because you have 4 million people that did not come back. Folks, all good things come to an end. Now, I'm not making light of the pandemic, but this notion that labor costs are going to continue to increase by four to five, 6% a year is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. It's a supply and demand thing here. And the, it, it's, there's no equilibrium, right? It, it, it's imbalanced right now. Yeah, yeah, no, we've got people that are hiring and, and the, one of the biggest kind of fears, risks is you're hiring now when wages are elevated, you're gonna have to keep that, maintain that until you have a turnover, right? And that could be three, four, five, ten 10 years. Yeah, you almost wanna do, you almost wanna right size your business, okay? The, customer, the consumer demand is there, the, the demand for my products and services are there, but if, I cannot proportionally increase my prices. Why bother growing? Just maintain where you're at. Yeah. I was actually on the Department of Labor statistics, and this is a this is nothing new. I had uh, I talked to a business owner probably a month ago, and he said, "Don't worry about it. Everything comes back, right? And there is going to be a time where." People who are still on the sidelines, making ends meet, God knows how, they will have to come back into the labor force. I think, God willing. Yeah, no, I, th I think th that we'll, we'll definitely see that. I think we also will see that some of those people, like a, a material percent, will maintain that have been able to be successful, whether it's start a consulting business or the business they've been toying around with for three or four years. I think some of those people are going to be successful and not come back. And that would be great. I, I think it'll be a material. But it's not going to be four million. No, it's no, not no. going to be four million. At some point, we have to come back to work. So a, a key statistic that I think is important and is probably sometimes underappreciated when we talk about unemployment rate it is actually the labor force participation rate. Although it edged up in November to about sixty-two percent, and that's obviously higher than you know where we were probably two months uh, back yep. in uh, 2020, but it's still like three points lower than where it really should be. Mm -hmm. And that's a big chunk of it. So th that statistic is like who actually is participating and looking for a job, has a job, right? That's a critical number. And until that number starts to increase, I think the pressures of the labor market is going to continue to exist. Otherwise, businesses just have to shrink and not hire. And then we got a whole other problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but just like the, the profile of the labor force, right? The labor, like the participation rate is one thing, right? But the profile is going to change over the next three years, right? And how is that going to impact your, like, what is your customer, your employee persona profile? Uh, because some of the, some of the baby boomers are just going to, 
retire early and you know, they're, they're done, right? They're, they're going to be out of the workforce just vol voluntarily. So the, the profile is going to change over the next three or five years, um, which I think will be interesting to, to follow. You know, that's, a, that's great. But therefore, you either need to adjust your lifestyle or you need to increase your return on your investments or you go get a part time job, which historically that's kind of what happens, right? The other thing about people is, I mean, I was a big believer that this is the great resignation was real. It totally was. There was an opportunity for current employees to find higher paying jobs or more satisfying jobs or jobs that met their lifestyle. Trade up. They trade it up. Trade it up. And it's not always about money trading up. Yeah. But that comes to an end. Like at some point that comes to an end. You can't be because if you're jumping from job to job every two months, you're probably going to be less attractive to an employer. Um, so I do believe that the great resignation, that theme will probably will continue seeing it through some of 2022, but we're not, I, I guarantee you next year, this time, that's going to be some sort of like newspaper headline thing that we're all going to be like, Oh yeah. Remember the great resignation. We all love to put titles to things, right? So 2022 reverting back to the mean stability in the labor market will come back. And what does that mean for our customers? It means patience. It means having patience. And there, the it's starting to open up. We are seeing it. We are in a hiring mode. And I'm starting to also see an opportunity. I see some folks coming in 10, 20, $30,000 higher than other folks. Same skill set. So perceptions will come back to, to reality at yeah. some point. Cool. Next. Uh, business operations. Business operations. What's the takeaway there? I think some of the, uh, there's been a lot of value that's, if, you know, if you're here today, you're a survivor, right? There's been a lot of value that, that's been created over the last 12 months. You know, it's your, your, your growth rate. If you've kind of made it, made it through this, it's probably not going to stay like this, stay the same. You know whether whether it's been from you know fueled by consumer behavior, whether it's been consumed by price increases, business to business yeah. price increases, right? You're you're going to see that in order to, if you are going to continue that growth rate, it's going to come from other other areas. In order to execute on that growth rate, right, to actually deliver the services and products. So if there's a bright spot that kind of comes out of a uh, a dislocated labor market, it's innovation, operational innovation. And that to me is exciting, doing more with less or the same. And that's going to come from not just like AI and bookkeeping and accounting. Like we're seeing that here, companies like Botkeeper, who we don't use, but I believe that companies like Botkeeper will transform the accounting industry. But you're also seeing in industries like the restaurant industry, you're seeing robots starting to flip burgers. We've seen it in the warehouse industry. So I think 2022 for small businesses, if they haven't already started that journey, and I know many of us, I'm, I'm personally working on two or three projects that are operationally focused that essentially hedges their bets on hiring people. There's more automations. Mm -hmm. There's more APIs, open systems, so, transparency. So it's all, it's all process. If you can create process, you can automate some of those process and you can make it, make it simplify it so that you can 
move people in and out. Good. Next is sort of the economic backdrop. It's more of the same for the next three to six months. Maybe not six, maybe it's probably like Q1 through Q2, right? But it's more of the same, right? This uh, notion of like reverting, reverting back to it, a it mean, won't happen it's not going to happen over. I think by the end of 2022, we're going to start feeling like it's reverting back to the mean, right? Because I think in 2023, we'll still see, I think we'll still see issues with the supply chain. We'll still see uh, issues with, you know, the labor force, right? But by by this time next year, we'll be kind of in a like economics back. 101. Back to, the, back to the mean. Back to the boring economics 101. Um, because once that highway opens up and products and goods and services can start to flow again and restaurants can be open again, things start to come down, not come down. We're not, I don't see like this, we're not talking deflation, but we're back to the mean, to where we were post pandemic, where we were going into 2019. By the way, we're seeing some of this stuff. If you look at some of the darlings on Wall Street that were growing by 100, 200% in value, you know, guys like uh, companies like Zoom, I believe their stock is down 50, 60% since the peak, right? Those we're starting to see like the companies that really killed it in the first six months of the economic, of the uh, shutdown, the future there is it's stable, right? It's not that it's a, the company didn't change. It's just the expectations around that. The Zoom is still better than Google meet, right? And we we use Google meet all the time here. But, but they can't repeat that growth. They can't repeat, the, maybe not even the growth, but the, the expectations that investors had in them. Mm -hmm. They've got to go other other places like hardware uh, or other things that Zoom is, Zoom is doing, right? That That is outside of the, just add another user. Just adding another user. That's not going to drive the, the crazy multiple, it's like a hundred times multiple, hundred times, you're just not going to recreate that. Yeah, and so crazy 2022, the theme is reverting back to some level of normalcy. Um, it goes back, it harps back to that uh, book we, we've talked about where the author breaks up the three or four stages around the, the pandemic, where we are finally entering that last stage where things are going back to normal. COVID's, we are learning to live with it. We yeah. have to learn to live with it, you know? But post pandemic was not until like 23, 23, 2024, right? We're still, we're still in the middle of the immediate post pandemic, inter pandemic. It, I, I'm going to say into the majority of it, at least 2022, if not 2020. But how we deal with it, things will start to get grounded again. And so as we're thinking about planning and we're thinking about our people and operations, I do think 2022 is going to be a good year. I don't think we're going to see the growth that we saw in 2021. All you know, all else aside, I think one of the, one of the interesting things coming out of 2021 is you can't really predict the future, right? Not it was obvious, right? It was obvious that like why couldn't why couldn't a computer calculate the inflationary impact of shutting down the world's supply chain coming into 2021 everyone like the the economists were predicting somewhere between two and four percent inflation we're hitting six percent yeah seven percent 
nobody thought about it, right? And we didn't think about it. Economists didn't think about how the pandemic actually changed how people thought about their lives and whether or not they were going to go back to work. So we did. Th th these are these are crazy times, but I think 2022 will be less crazy times. Uh, election year aside, that 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 may that may bring back uh, some craziness. Or not? Maybe we'll add a little more, like hopefully, crazy. Maybe, we'll just, <laughs> maybe that will kind of consolidate, sort of consolidate power, consolidate politics, and bring us back to the middle. Less stuff will happen. I mean, we saw it during President Obama's administration. The second half, consolidated power, right, or more distributed power, right? Uh, a lot less volatility happened, right? You're not going to have two trillion dollar infrastructure bills, whether or not they pass. You're not going to have it because you don't have an answer. How, how are you going to pay for that? Good. Anyways, on that note, I'm looking forward to 2022. I think you need to need to really focus on your business. Really think about the your customers, your people, your operations, and what you're going to do to be more efficient, be more effective. I was having a conversation with my kids because um, we got we got a lazy Susan, one of those little things. That, goes around the table, right? It's called a lazy Susan. My kids are like, why is it called a lazy Susan? Shouldn't it be called an efficient parent? <laughs> and, uh, but out of, you know, uh, laziness or you don't want to do something gets you to do automations or gets you to create process, gets you to innovate, right? So simulate a conversation around innovation. So how, how do you need to innovate so that you can keep your people around the table, you can keep your customers even at a higher price point and make your operations more efficient? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's less about survival and it's, it's, more business as usual and hopefully part of that business as is, is usual means continuous improvement back back to the mean back to the mean happy new year we'll see everyone next year enjoy celebrating thanks thanks for joining us here on the raw take by growth up we are passionate about the finance as a service space and helping our customers and our industry overcome challenges and take advantage of opportunities yeah, that was fun, Steve. Appreciate it. See everyone next week.